to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Okay, so I just want to kind of um, start where we left off with the last podcast with our habits, um, because I think a huge component of that is who you put yourself around. You know, if you are constantly around women that um, are frivolous and go and they're like, oh, well, you just need to go buy this coffee. Let's go to lunch. Come on. You only live one time. Oh, just buy the sweater. Like you love it. It looks great on you. You only live once. Um, Then you're going to be a person that's constantly around people spending money. And so naturally you're going to spend more money. Um, Same with if you have like really healthy friends, if all your friend group goes out to eat and everyone like gets a salad, you're probably not going to get like the chicken fettuccine alfredo right like you're kind of like and be like oh maybe i need a salad too um so you are a result of who you hang out with um jim Rohn says that you're going to be the average of the five people that you spend the most time with um and that as actually there's a lot of scientific evidence on that of like you start to become like the people not just um not just their habits, but, you know, there's actually different brain wavelengths that happened and different things that happened that we'll talk more on later. I'm really scientific (laughs) with all my terms. We do have Um, some support to back that up. But But yeah, so I think it's really important to just know that, you know, when you are looking for your friends, having that mindset out of like, okay, who am I investing my time with? And like, who am I, like, our time is valuable. Who are we spending that time with? Um, is it's gonna change us like you know it should be a they're pouring into you and you're pouring into them it should be a give give on both ends yeah Yeah. a building up the iron sharpens iron or show me your friends i'll show you your future i think in my small inner circle i have a few friends that are really good at budgeting Mm -hmm. you are one of them and i have um i think of a couple of my other friends and that helps me, you know, that sometimes gives me the gut check sometimes and they're talking about things and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do better at that or oh, I never thought of it that way. So really iron does sharpen iron. If you find good friends, healthy friends, um, they will only build you up and make you a better person, right? Because God oftentimes works through people. Um, I try to uh, surround myself with Christian friends too. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side, conversely, if you are hanging around people that are gossipers or Mm -hmm. you know like you said they're frivolous spenders or they're just going to live in the moment everything goes or whatever or Mm -hmm. they're big drinkers it is fun when you're with them or whatever but again what does their life look like in its entirety not Mm -hmm. in that moment when they're going out you know is that Mm -hmm. who you want to be like and hang out with or is it time to say you know no to maybe those type of friendships so or a huge one I feel like is like just kind of 
slightly negative people, you know, where they just always have a negative tone on things. Um, I realized one time when I was hanging out with someone and I just was like, man, I just like I just started feeling more like negative and down and like, I don't know, someone was like, your your views changing because I'm usually such an optimist and I like realize I'm like, oh, man, like. You know, just those little naggy negative comments really do affect you. So it can like totally change the view of like how you view life, whether you have like a grateful heart or, you know, you're like, woe is me. Yeah, right. So speaking of habits, so if you are not great with your finances, you want to look to be better at those, you know, lean on a friend that you know this good with that, you know, Mm -hmm. or like you said, with working out, staying accountable to that, eating healthy um, going to church, you know, there are, I, my mother-in-law actually, she's gotten a few of her friends to actually start going down to going with her to church down in Florida. And I just think what a beautiful thing. And yeah. she's building them up. She's not tearing them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a good friend and you really love your friend, you want to see them improve and be better. And you want to like be high-fiving them versus, you know, having any, you know, envious jealousy. You, you just, we're meant to build each other up. Mm-hmm. And also we're meant to be standing in the gap when somebody is feeling down or weak or having those bad moments. So you can be that accountability to partner to bring them back up, whether it's bringing them back to the gym mm-hmm. or, you know, again, just with the habits. So I like that. So speaking of relationships, um, you know, our pastor spoke about it uh, last weekend. I was actually up helping with the children that morning, and I had three women come upstairs and say, hey, Nikki, you just have to listen to this sermon. It was really good. It's like exactly what you and Samantha are talking about. And I went back and I listened, and it was really good, you know, just basically talking about how we are meant to have a relationship with God, be centered around Him, because people are going to fail us, let's just be honest, but, you know, be centered with God, have a relationship with Him, and then also with people. And God works through people, and it's such a beautiful thing to see how close in a relationship, how special that bond can be between friends. And so he went on to talk about different things. But um, one of the things he mentioned is it's okay to have an inner circle. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out that Jesus had his one disciple, John, whom was the disciple he loved. And then he had the three, Peter, James, and John, who he brought to, you know, certain things that he did not bring the other disciples Mm -hmm. to. So there's 12, which is a lot, you know. Um, And so it just got me thinking, like, that's so true. I mean, you can't, if you're going to be a good friend and really be there for somebody Mm -hmm. and spend that time and whatever that takes to have that really close bond, you're not going to have that with everyone, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then who is in your inner circle? Say you're blessed enough to have an inner circle. You know, are those the right people? Right. You know? And then if they're not, it might be hard to change this. You might be listening to this and you're like, oh, this one person, like, you love them so much and you have so yeah. much fun with them or whatever the case may be. And it's like, oh, but they're, like, not bringing me up in any area. Right. So then that can be really hard, too, to, like, change that inner circle. Right. Or you might fear being lonely. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's your one. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. your one person, your one close friend you have outside of your family. And I get that. That would be really hard to try Mm -hmm. to walk away from that, you know? I guess it just made me think that, you know, I have my husband as my number one. You Mm -hmm. do too. And then, you know, you have your your three or whatnot. And then you lean on. I, um, in my mind, I label a lot of my friends in in a good way, like, 
Um, and if I need decorating help, I would go to you or Tabitha. Or if I need like um, somebody that's just going to be my cheerleader, that's Misty. If I need um, my God mentor, that's Angie. So it's mm-hmm. even like, you know, and that's kind of mm-hmm. in and out of your inner circle, you know, and it doesn't have to be three people, but um, there's so many you know, if you do surround yourself by with good people, um, you can lean on the ones that have different strengths and mm-hmm. vice versa. You can give to them when they're in need. I just think it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. And like knowing who those friends are, like say you are having an issue in your marriage or something, you want to go and speak to someone that's going to give you, you know, sound biblical advice um, that also like loves your spouse, your husband, um, and isn't going to be the type of person that is just agreeing with you and saying, oh, he, you need to leave him or I don't know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you want someone that is going to give you biblical advice, but then also loves and knows your husband as well. So then they can give you a, well, maybe he was, blah 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 maybe maybe he was doing this you know he means you know and kind of like having his back too not always saying what you think they want to hear yeah like not what you want to hear yeah like friends that challenge you right in that um I have one of my friends and it's funny because she called me about like her and her husband were having a tiff and she was like saying all this stuff that he did and I was like whoa 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 hold up you know, blah, 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 loves you. You know, you know, he's a good man. He has a good heart. I was like, maybe he's just been really um, stressed at work, whatever, played it out. And I had gotten a call um, the next day and she said that she's like, oh my gosh, like he came home from work and he brought home dinner that night and then flowers. And he was like, hey, I know that I've been like crab lately and I did xyz and he's like but I've just been really stressed at work (laughs) and so um and so it's just funny to see that like you know I played that role for him or whatever I like battled on his behalf I was like he's probably just stressed at work and then lo and behold that's actually what happened and you know so it's just like you need people like that to have your spouse's back not just yours right and also on that note you need people that you can confide in that you with your full heart know that they are not gonna you know share what you shared with them or they're not gonna slander you in any way or think differently about you so with that I think there's a lot of wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. in choosing the right people to open up to Mm -hmm. no you don't have to open up and spread all of it out to everyone maybe if you need to get it off your chest you can but be careful Mm -hmm. you know because not everyone is is the same on that note so with that, your friend confided in you. She trusted in you. What a beautiful thing. And she knows that goes nowhere. And, you know, the fact that you were able to consult with her objectively versus just saying what she needed to hear, which was right. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was good. I like that example. Um, so speaking of the inner circles, you know, it's nice to talk about having an inner circle and being blessed if you have one. But what if you don't have an inner circle? I know there was... A few times in my life where <clears throat> I had friends, but we, Eric and I had gotten into our careers and we moved away and we relocated several times or it was just left with him and I and our kids. And so I did not have an inner circle near me. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. Yeah. So, you know, there's reasons that people don't have inner circles, whether you're moving to a new area, whether there are people that we've met recently that just never really had close friends or Mm -hmm. you meet the girls we all know these that never these girls that never had girlfriends they always Mm -hmm. like took to the guys you know Mm -hmm. um 
some people just from bad experiences or being made fun of when they're younger, they're awkward at meeting friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you've been out of the game for so long, you know, and you're in your adulthood, it, it is. It can just be awkward. How do you go to the next level? It's so much like dating, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, especially when I was like doing the relocating thing and mm-hmm. I just had that void. It was just like, oh, what do I say? Like, do I text her? Like, how do we get to that next level? Yeah. It's really hard, you know? <laughs> it is. And you can like, if you really like a new person, you're like, oh, I want to be, especially yeah. if you're like desperate for, him, yeah. for a friendship and then uh, you're needing that. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, you really love that person. You're like, oh, I don't want to text too much. Maybe I should wait to right. respond. Like- just like dating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? So, but it's because we need friends, especially yeah. women. Like women, we have things that we can share with our husbands and we should, and we should primarily share with them. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things because they're not made like us, they're not mm-hmm. built like a woman, they don't think like a woman, that if we confide in a woman, they're just going to be able to relate and maybe walk us through something that maybe our husbands just don't have the capacity to or, you know, would not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other barriers for those that might not have a close inner circle um, busyness, you know, I can say in, in the days of, you know, being a career person and then having my kids in sports, like who has time to be, you know, friends mm-hmm. to have that inner circle. I think that what we're calling the inner circle is you're, it's alive and well, you're, you know, you have those friendships and you're consulting with them, you're talking with them. And, you know, it's not like, oh, we were friends in high school. She's still considered my best friend technically, but we'd never talk. So, mm-hmm. Um, just want to differentiate that. So um, we're super busy or we have fear of missing out on things, all things kids, and we just never have time to nurture those relationships, just like nurturing your your spouse, your relationship with that. Um, COVID and even before that, just the digital landscape and how that's changed things over time so much so to where I feel like it's like a patch or a Band-Aid or a misperception that when people are on social, they're staying connected. It's almost like it's filling that, mm-hmm. but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. So you think it's fine. You're like getting into the social. You're connecting with these people um, and you're being less social because you're content being inside on your phone mm-hmm. or relaxing. So um, I think just how everything's moved so digital Um, and even they say like the newest generation, they're like so awkward with friends because they're not talking as much. Mm -hmm. They're not socializing as much and using those muscles. A few other things is, um, fear of rejection, which might come with like the awkwardness or, you know, maybe some, you know, some really good friend hurt you. Mm -hmm. So you just like turn, turned all the other friends off. You're Mm -hmm. done with it. You know, you don't, you could go on with life without them, but we're here to tell you, you, you can find a good one and, uh, we, you, you need that. Um, I think expectations too, because yeah. um, I saw this like meme or whatever on Facebook that was like, you know, I I stopped being the one that always reached out, and I get that in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with friendships, like sometimes we just need like a lot of grace. And I like read that, and I was kind of convicted because I was like, whoa, like I'm so glad my friends didn't just drop me, mm-hmm. you know, because there are just different seasons of life where yeah. I'm like, man, I haven't reached out to anyone or right. I haven't been the one to initiate conversation or whatever. It's not that I don't love them or think about them. It's just right. life is in a season of craziness. Yeah. And so I was just like, that made me think like, wow, I'm so grateful. Like my friends are not like that yeah. um, because I feel like we just have I just want friends that don't hold the accountability or mm-hmm. not accountability, but thing. like keep count is what yes. I'm trying to say mm-hmm. of who is who's because there's friends that I have that in a season, they were constantly reaching out to me and maybe the 
I feel like the tides always like, you know, turn and it's like, okay, I'm the one reaching out to them now or whatever. Um, so I feel like taking your expectations off of what you think friendship should should be and like saying like, oh, well they need to do this. Like understanding that, especially if you're a mom and a wife and you have friends that are moms and wives, 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 um, you know, just having that grace on each other and just not being so by the book on friendship, I think, you know, or what, what social media might show you looks like. You learn so many things on social and then it gets your wheels spinning. Then you get stuck on a topic and can't let it go. Yeah. Or you might be like, see something you're like, oh, my friend dropped this off. And you're like, oh, well, my friend never brings me coffee, but like, right. We must not be good friends. Yeah. Like, well, your friend might be broke or whatever, you know, like who knows? might not be their gift. Well, and I also think God, like you're talking about, like you reaching out and it's certain seasons of like this friend being there or that friend. I think God sends the right friends at the right time sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like say the situation, oh my gosh, I could tell you stories. So yeah, I think that's okay too to just have like certain friends come in and out and in play certain roles and and then you know I think it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, I had on my list, which I'm sure there's so many more barriers to having good friendships. Sometimes there, this is actually an extra one. There's <laughs> controlling husbands. Yeah, I've been hearing about this more and more, and uh-huh. all, again to the point where I'm like, this actually happens. You would, you know, oh, allow yeah. this, but there are. There are controlling husbands that mm-hmm. don't let their women out to have friends. And man, oh man, I can't imagine yeah, that. I've had a few friends like that. Yeah. Which where they actually get jealous of like them texting you and right. stuff, which is like, it's so silly. Like, yeah. wait, what? Can't understand it really. Yeah. Um, lastly on there, and I think this is an important one. Some people come from really hard lives, hard childhoods, and they're never really taught to be a good friend or what it means to, yeah, like be a good friend what you're supposed to do, what a healthy friendship looks like and all those things. So, um, yeah, that's silly or whatever, but there's moms out there that I've talked to say, I don't know how to be a wife. I was never taught. I don't know how to be a good mom. I was never taught. So I think it goes into that too. So anyways, I looked up some stats, which I found um, pretty interesting. Um, so it says, um, 38% 38% of Americans, when they were studied, uh, this is like a Pew Research study um, in 2023, 38% of them report um, that they have five or more friends, which is pretty good. You know, that's pretty neat. And I think we probably fall into that category. Um, and we're blessed to, to have that. But we will say God is good. So <laughs> stay yes. close to him and he will give you all the things and then some. So we yes. are, I think, very blessed in that category. And that's why we're trying to make sure that no woman's left behind. <laughs> that should be our slogan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so sadly, um, 15% that were polled had one or no close friend. So 8% mm-hmm. say no, no close friends at all. One or 7% had one close friend. That kills me to know that there's women out there in the community mm-hmm. and literally have no one to lean on. Mm-hmm. Like just, I just can't imagine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That'd be hard. I can't even, yeah, I can't imagine a life with no friends. Yeah. It'd be right. so boring. It would be I'm hard. Yeah. Especially girls. We get so excited yeah. with like friends. <laughs> We're blessed to, like, I often think that too. It's like way more fun to be a girl with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because like, I, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I think so, most girls do this, but like, I don't know. I've had lots of adult sleepovers yeah, or whatever. Right. And my husband's like, 
she's spinning the night what like are you 12 yeah. like yes just a girl's the thing. inner child in me and he's yeah. like I do have no desire to go spend the night with my right. guy friend and I'm right. like could you see like us going thrifting and that being like your husband and his friend and then finding something and being like <laughs> and getting so excited and jumping up and down <laughs> but it is um guys sorry they're probably we no should guy do listening, but. a tiktok of like the men doing what girls do and then the mm-hmm. girls playing how guys are yeah, like they're fun. just like yeah. yeah i'd be like that's cool all yeah. right good cool. yeah <laughs> um so uh back to some stats so i'm i have some of these saved on my phone people who have friends and close confidants are more satisfied with their lives and less likely to suffer from depression and then also they're less likely to die from all causes heart mm-hmm. problems chronic diseases things like that A review of 38 studies found that adult friendships, especially high-quality ones, um, that provide social support and companionship specifically predict well-being and can protect against mental health issues. Think Mm -hmm. about that. Like your friends literally can be life-breathing to you. Mm -hmm. You know, especially as women, um, there's just, we take on a lot, especially if you're a mom Mm -hmm. and you have these down days and you just need your friends sometimes to pick you up and either say, hey, like, listen, you know, Mm -hmm. get out of your mind for a moment, like, you know, um, but just be there. Sometimes it's just so, um, therapeutic to have somebody just listen to that you can just talk to and let things out too. For sure. And I think that, um, that makes sense to me too. Cause it's like, I have friends that I have a friend specifically who both struggle with, especially like wintertime blues or like the whole like depression thing sinking in. And it's like, when you can be raw and vulnerable and call them be like, Hey, um, in a slump and then they can just yeah. say like all right go get yourself a shower jump in the shower put on a cute outfit do a load of laundry or whatever task and then you know like hold you accountable to that one thing to get you out of that so like for us it'll be like go take a shower fold that load of laundry do the dishes and put something good in for dinner or whatever. And it's like just that little thing, as silly as it is, it's like, you know, you need to go do those mm-hmm. things, but just like hearing it and then getting a text later, like, did you do it or send right. me a pic when it's done can help so much. Yeah, that's good. More stats. Friendships protect us um, in part by changing the way we, we respond to stress. So blood pressure reactivity is lower when people talk to a supportive friend, just like you were mentioning. Uh, rather than a friend whom they feel ambivalent about. I guess we're going to use big words. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, participants who have a friend by their side while completing a tough task have less heart rate reactivity than those working alone. Gosh, amen. How much fun. Like when Eric's working out in the garage, like he prefers me there or just mm-hmm. like cleaning the house. If you're doing the dishes yeah. like we did earlier together, Samantha helped me do the dishes and I'm like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. We're just or, meant for companionship. I know. Or like just cooking. Like I do love to cook, but sometimes I, the part that Nikki asked me earlier, she's like, do you ever get sick of cooking? And yeah. I don't really get sick of the, the act of it, but, um, I do get lonely in the kitchen sometimes. Cause like when the family's all gone, I'm just in there cooking. Aww. Like cooking can be so much more enjoyable. Like I love when someone's in there just talking to me. Yeah. Right. This is interesting. And what you brought up earlier, scientists studying friendship have um, even found similar brain activity among friends and regions responsible for a range of functions in the, in the brain, including motivation, reward, identity, and sensory processing. When um, this person and her colleagues collected the MRI data, um, they found that closer friends had more similar brain activity when, when watching a series of videos. So 
you know, you do. It's like you mold into yeah similarities between your friends. Yeah. Or like how they say, um, you know, unrelated people that live together and then like eventually they start to like grow similar features and stuff and it's start like to the look dog like... and the owner yeah you've seen the dogs that look just like the <laughs> <Yeah>. owner <laughs> it is a true thing yeah i wonder if there's been studies <laughs> out there it's called it. something oh, seriously it's it's crazy um but you know on the other side of it the risks of social isolation you know increases your risk of diseases and even earlier deaths so i just thought that was a good point to note you know again we are just and that's why we started what we're doing. You know, women need friends, people need community, um, and it's actually dangerous if you don't have it. And even it might even be better than getting on the best anxiety medicine, depression medicine, or, or seeing that best therapist. If you just have somebody, you know, in your close network that, again, builds you up and, you know, I think... Pours into you. Yeah, could counter any of those other things. And, of course, even above that, putting God first, mm-hmm. you know... Um, I know maybe we're going to make this another podcast, but talking about people that read the Bible and, Mm -hmm. you know, focus on their life centered around God and his word and all those things, you Mm -hmm. know, just happier, live better lives and and whatnot. One last um, thing that I thought was super, super interesting. It's talked about the strength of weak ties. So say you have no close circle, but you live in the city of New York and you always stop by this hamburger joint and go grocery shopping and always see like Wilma there at the checkout. That actually can even be somewhat life breathing for people, just at oh, least wow. feeling like they have connections to people. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really, really interesting. They called it a casual connections. Mm-hmm. It says these connections with acquaintances, like a work friend you bump into once a week, the pet store employee that remembers your cat can be surprisingly (laughs) sustaining. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, and this was from Sandstrom, his research has found that people who have more weak tie interactions are happier than those who have fewer and that people tend to be happier on days when they have more than their average number of weak tie interactions. So it just actually makes me think also when I'm out and about or even at the gym, Mm -hmm. just always have that smile on your face, say hi. You just, you, you never know what anyone's going through or if they don't even get the interaction or those connections or maybe perhaps they have some of it but it's not healthy relationships so you just never know what you could do for somebody yeah for sure definitely that is super interesting yeah so um i guess one other thing to talk about which is one of the bigger barriers that i totally missed out on is people are judged right yeah People maybe don't look the same. They don't look like they have the same status mm-hmm. um, or just like the woman in the community that didn't think she fit in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, that was your misperception. But, you know, um, whether it's their perception or it's the reality, there is stereotypes and people are judged. And a lot of times people with similar probably incomes and lives and mm-hmm. social statuses probably end up with a similar type of friend. So that stinks, right? Versus just being like, and that's where I feel like diversity actually can come in is, you know, looking beyond that and then, uh, I don't know, not having that as a barrier, but I know that's a hard one. Yeah. Which it kind of makes sense though, because if you have like, obviously people that are super introverted and quiet and shy are going to have like a lot different um, connections than Mm -hmm. people that are like, 
you know, I would probably be way too much for them. They'd be like, shut up, (laughs) calm down. You know, they need like to match that energy. So in a way it is like a judgy or I don't want to say judgy, but like how you're saying like could be a bad thing, but then also there's some just natural effects of that or is that the right well thing I think to too is like, like we're comfortable with who we are so I think it might feel natural to find somebody <laughs> like us and think okay it makes sense you know mm-hmm. but yeah and I I've been surprised over the years you know when you meet somebody at work versus like in other I don't know ways in life I've had a couple friends in particular I don't think we'd ever be like close friends but we worked alongside each other and one of them I'm thinking of, so, so shy, just yeah. totally different lifestyle. I love this girl, love her so much. Um, and so, you know, you just never know. Yeah, no, So sometimes the opposites are a good thing. Shout out to my friend Beth, because it's funny, when I first started, I uh, thought she was like going to be super shy, like a like rigid type of personality. Mm-hmm. And then like, totally opposite but I like would have never thought that we'd be such good friends and then like years later I was at that job before I had Nolan and we're like we just got coffee like the other day so like it's been like 12 years yeah so um and then I guess something that hits home to me is um people are left behind in society you think about like the autistic child or the child that has a disability or sorry maybe grown up by this point if we're talking about like making friends so you know are we out and about in places or are we at certain meetups and you know I feel like those people get overlooked a lot and that kills I know it kills you too yeah it's Um, sad it is so maybe this is encouragement for you out there you know when you do see somebody like that or somebody that even looks like alone or you can just kind of sometimes I feel like you can tell there's like an aura about them that they need somebody just come sit next to them or or love on them and talk to them and make them feel valued. Um, so, and you know, with my daughter's situation, with her being lower vision, that's just something I think about a little bit more. And I'm like, well, that's what true diversity is. It's like, you know, people that have had things, you know, just really hard things in life and, and can get licked, you know, left behind just on a matter of, you know, a disability. But yeah, anyways. definitely. Or like um, I've known girls that are, you know, just in a wheelchair. And so that Mm -hmm. makes it really hard for them to have friendships and, you know, heard them talk about how like lonely they are. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad just because they don't have the literally mobility. You know, it's harder for them to get out and, and, you know, need a special vehicle, all that type of stuff. Um, And I think there's a barrier to approaching somebody like that if you haven't been around somebody in that situation because... I don't know what to say, you know, all yeah. of these things that we're trying to shed light on on the podcast. Maybe we'll hear from somebody like that someday. Yeah, so. definitely. If you've struggled and you are handicapped in a certain way, like reach out to yeah. us and let us know, like, you know, what to do in those situations. Or yeah. you know, We'd love to have you into- on. Yeah. 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 You matter. You're valued. God values everyone the same. So um, Just to recap, the way we started this off is we built our whole entire mission on the premise that women need friends. And so we're out here trying to actively build a network in Troy and beyond. And hopefully there will be local chapters throughout the United States at some beautiful time (laughs) in the future. Um, But if you don't have an inner circle, you know, ways to try to find some friends, you know, you can, if you're local to Missouri and close to Troy, you can come to one of our events 
Um, We are not selling anything. We literally are doing all of this stuff to kind of make an avenue, make a um, bridge for women to meet each other and find those friendships, really, and to encourage them to show up better for each other. Um, A few other ways to, you know, to always just get involved. You know, are you going to a church? Can you get involved there? Can you get involved in something you know, another way to solidify your friendship, say you have friends, but they're more at like an arm's distance, say they're going through something, show up for them, mm-hmm. like make them a dinner, do something special, let them know that you are in it um, and that you really care. And if you do something like that, that they're not expecting, I feel like so many relationships that I've had over the years, people have done that to me and maybe vice versa. I know you do that too, Samantha. I think that really secures and solidifies a good friendship. So mm-hmm. if you have somebody at arm's distance, be looking for an opportunity. I guarantee you there's going to be one that presents itself. Yeah. And I think sometimes also we just have to get out and like be awkward. Yeah, like at first, right. that first initiative, like inviting the friend or that random person to coffee or whatever, or um, maybe you have a friend that you're semi friends, but then you want to like further that, like it yeah. might be awkward at first to invite them or to take that next step. Um, but like someone's got to do it. Right? right. And so I think a lot of times it's um, we're glad that we did it. You can look back and be like, yeah, that was kind of awkward at first, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So, yeah. So good. Well, go out and find yourself some friends or keep (laughs) those that are good friends close to you. Or join the Aligned Mamas community. Yeah. And if you're listening and you are somewhere outside of Missouri and you want to start an Aligned Mamas chapter, we have one person already interested. So reach out to us. We are interested in, in getting that going too. So, Hope you guys enjoy today's topic. It is a very um, important topic to us. So we hope you had um, value in in our thoughts. And And what are you having for dinner? Okay, so I'm probably going to have salmon, salmon with frozen veggies, easy and healthy. That's the meal where I check the box and I say, okay, I did it as a mom. I fed my kids healthy. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. So I'm unprepared. <laughs> and I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> um, maybe I'll do meatloaf. I haven't made Sounds meatloaf. Sounds so yummy. Actually, actually most it is people like, good. yeah, don't like meatloaf, but I make this um, sauce on top of it with like ketchup and brown sugar and it's really delicious. It's yeah. so good. Um, and then mashed potatoes and probably green beans or broccoli sounds delicious yeah especially if the mashed potatoes is um what do you call that where you can like cut into it easy um uh, you mean the meatloaf not the mashed potatoes yeah i meant the mashed potatoes (laughs) i was like what kind of mashed potatoes are you eating (laughs) just the taters (laughs) tender (laughs) tender that was the word i was looking for yes and you dip it because i've had really tender yeah uh meatloaf and it was so good that way yeah all right See you next time, mamas. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can-